I'm rebooting from the last service. There we go. It says, good morning, Aldersgate. <laughs> We're welcome, uh, welcome to all of you. If you're here for the first time, a special welcome to you. May you all have a heartwarming experience with Jesus Christ. And we even have some people that usually come to the first service, now are here in the third service. So if you see them, it's their first time. So uh, we welcome the Sutcliffs and their family. <laughs> all right. Hey, today is Christ the King Sunday, and I can't think of a better time to use the imagery of the window that we have, we're so blessed with, uh, Christ the King. It's the end, the crowning moment of the church liturgical year, and next Sunday we begin again. And guess what? It's the first Sunday of Advent. Hey Siri, how many days until Christmas? 35 days until then. Not very far away. So next Sunday, we will begin the journey toward Christmas. And uh, so, uh, and then next Sunday, get this, get this. Um, we have some college students who are going to be here who are going to help us uh, lead the service on student day. And one of them is Jennifer Saylor, one of our good members who's been attending Emporia State University. Let me hear it for Emporia. Yay, okay, yeah. Um, and anyway, uh, she is a nursing student there, and one of the things that they are doing is uh, doing a bone marrow sign-up drive with her nursing cohort. And so she's going to be here, and she would like to invite you all to be a part of that drive to sign up as a potential bone marrow donor. I'm going to sign up. It's free, it only takes a few minutes, and can save a life. And she will speak to us about this during our stewardship moment. So I think that's pretty cool. Well, and it's particularly timely because we have an 11-year-old fifth grade student in our church, Erin McMillan, who is in Minneapolis now preparing for a bone marrow transplant. And so it's uh, particularly um, important that we uh, support him. And by the way, if you'd like to send a note to uh, Aaron, we have his address on the Welcome Center. So that's next Sunday. And then, uh, yeah, we have the angel tree. The many gifts are being brought in. And if some of you can help after the service to take them to our locked room, that would be really great. Uh, and, but there are some ornaments left. People are still taking them today. And you can purchase gifts for a student at Ember Hope, Youthville, 
and uh, we'll return those by next Sunday, and then they will be gifted to the students. So, yeah, Advent. Um, many of you know Reverend Rick Thornton. He was a, a pastor here on staff for many, many years, and he's coming back, and he's going to be leading an Advent study that's entitled Almost Christmas. And I think you will enjoy that if you'd like to be a part of that on uh, the, the, the Wednesday night following Thanksgiving at 6.30 or the Thursday following Thanksgiving at 10.30 in the morning. So uh, you're invited to participate in that if you would like to. All right, there's other announcements. There's lots of things coming up. We have the children's pageant that's coming up quickly, a choir cantata, blue Christmas, Christmas Eve. It just gets better and better. So um, feel free to participate at whatever level. Now, let's take a moment and stand and turn and greet one another in Christian love. If you don't know someone, ask their name and tell them yours. together in the call of worship. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. Come, let us sing for joy to our God of love. God has turned our mourning into dancing. God has loosed our sackcloth and girded us with gladness. Let us continue to worship by singing, I will call upon the Lord. Mm -hmm. 
please join me for this invocation. O Lord our God, the author and giver of all good things, we thank you for all of your mercies and for your loving care over all your creatures. We thank you this day for the gift of life and for your guiding hand upon us. Stir within us remembrances of the many blessings that have come our way and remind us of the strength you give in the midst of the struggles we face. Teach us again the lessons of life that we may praise you, not with our lips only, but with our whole lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. to invite uh, two persons to come forward who are uniting with the church, Sherry Cleveland and Nina Wedge. If you'd come down, I'd like to introduce you to this wonderful, wonderful group. Um, Sherry and Nina have been attending our church for a while now, and I, I claimed them a long time ago. And uh, today is the perfect day for the two of them to come and become a part of the church. Sherry is joining today on Confession of Her Faith in Our Lord. She is a retired dental hygienist with Dental Associates and enjoys sewing, knitting, and crocheting. And we've got some crocheted things to talk about today. She enjoys cooking and fitness. Sherry's stepmother, Marty Burroughs, just passed away. And so we wish you God's peace and blessing as uh, we welcome you into the life of our church. And then we welcome Nina Wedge. We extend to you the right hand of welcome and fellowship into our church. Nina is transferring from the Bethel United Methodist Church in Fort Wayne, Indiana. She came a long ways for today. She is a retired registered nurse and, uh, at the uh, VA Medical Center, and she enjoys studying genealogy. So we thank you. And you're part of the Faith Meets Life class? The Agape class. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Sarah. Yes. The Agape Sunday School class. Anyway, um, yeah, we welcome you and we have certificates for you uh, that we want to share with you. And we have a response that is in your bulletin actually at the end of the service, but we're going to use it now as uh, we welcome uh, our new friends in Christ. There we go. Would you join with me? We give thanks for all that God has already given you, and we welcome you in Christian love as members together with the body, in the body of Christ and in this congregation of the United Methodist Church. We renew our covenant faithfully to participate in the ministries of the church by our prayers, our presence, our gifts, our service, and our witness that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. All right, let's give them an Aldersgate welcome. All right, following the service, I hope you'll make your way to a spot where they're sitting and surround them with Christian love. Now, um, Pastor Maria, we've got some people in our church that like to do lots of handwork. And uh, do we have any of the Shawl sisters who are here in this service? We've had some in the other services. We've got a Shawl sister back there and one back there. We have uh, 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 hats, a million of them, uh, that have been crocheted, and they're ready to be donated to uh, homeless veterans and other veterans in our community. And so uh, we want to speed them on the way by asking God's blessing upon them and those who are to receive them and dedicate them to God's glory. Would you pray with me? Our gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for the warm hearts and the active hands that you give us and for the Shawl sisters who have made these hats and, and the many prayer shawls that they have given so freely. And now these hats, we dedicate them to the purpose of your kingdom and pray for those who will receive them that they may receive a blessing from you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, now we invite the ushers to come forward.
for the morning offering. except for any children that want to come up and see this big Thanksgiving card I have. <laughs> this is a big one. How much do you think it costs to mail this? Lots. It would cost a lot to mail that, don't you think? Be a little oversized. Yeah, just a little bit, just a little bit. And this is actually one I've used before. And um, look what we wrote in, in previous years. What we're thankful for. All kinds of things. Turkey, pumpkin pie, cool whip, flags, family, Jesus, uh, games, doggies. 
Yeah. What are you thankful for this year? Yeah. Clay? Okay. That you can, like, do stuff with? Oh, that you can put in a kiln and fire and, and make neat things out of it? Yeah. What? Sloss? Okay. Yay! <laughs> what? The floor? You're thankful for the floor? It gives you a firm understanding, doesn't it? Hedgehogs? Do you have a hedgehog? Your sister has a hedgehog? Bring it sometime for children's time. That would be so, oh no. <laughs> Benjamin Bloyd did one time. Yeah, you have another one? Water. Your baby sister, yes, yes. Do you have another one? Goats. Okay, that'll work. And there's lots on here. Pets times two, pets times three, pets times four. School and no math. No math is something to be thankful for. But you, how many of you like, you like reading? No, I hate reading. <laughs> well, how many like math? Oh, I like my math teacher. You like your math teacher? I like my teacher. <laughs> but you don't like this? I don't, I don't know if geometry counts as math. Yeah, geometry counts as math. I never did very good at it, but uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yes? Okay, all right, yes. All right, anybody else? Um, so you like reading? No. Oh, you don't like I reading. I don't think he likes school. Oh, I like school. I don't like reading. Don't reading no. Reading's you do like math. He likes math. Yeah. Yeah. I love reading. You love reading? Yeah. Okay. I don't. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. I never liked reading. Okay, just reading a book or the subject. Sometimes you have to read on a subject you don't really want to read. Okay, art, okay. You like science? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. You're going to have an opportunity, and if you, if you got one of those little four-by-six cards that, uh, if you didn't, there's some in the back, and uh, get one, because during the sermon, we're going to have an opportunity to use those uh, to write down things we like and things we don't like. Except it depends on which side of the sanctuary you're sitting on as to what you put on the card. Okay? Huh? Huh? Well, you want to be awake when the sermon comes, okay? Let's just put it that way. You know, I know. Nobody does. I very rarely see people sleep. Yeah. How good is that? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And you, you, okay. Well, anyway, so uh, get your th four by six cards uh, ready and the little pencil. You can take those home if you want the pencil. You can draw pictures. But we're going to write some things that we're thankful for and some things that we're disgusted with. Okay? But it depends on what side of the sanctuary you sit on as to what you're able to write. And always, I hope that during this season, you will find ways to be thankful. I ought to take this and mail it. Just see how much it costs. I should mail it to Daniel. I could do that. Yes. Yeah. Small cards. Oh, the card. Oh, the the cards for the sermon. Yeah, they're back. They're back in a basket. No, I don't have a giant card. No. Yes. Okay, Olivia. I really don't want to preach today, so this so just keep <laughs> keeping this going. Yes, Olivia. Put what on here? Cynthia, is Cynthia on here? Oh. How many think Cynthia should be on this card? Oh, look at that! Look at that! Yeah, yes. How good is that? All right. Well, we will put Cynthia on this card. Oh, well, hey. <clears throat> All right. How good is that? Oh, underline. Double underline. <clears throat> you are loved. Well, Heavenly Father, thank you for these young people. Thank you for their love for you and for their desire to, to, to have you in their heart.
Lord, may there be a spirit of gratitude as they gobble down their turkey uh, at uh, this and pumpkin pie this week. And what? Rolls. Um, Lord, just bless them real good. That's all I have to say in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you. Bless you all. Get your three, four by six cards ready and uh, listen to the sermon. Today's New Testament lesson comes from Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 9. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is pleasing, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence and if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. As for the things that you have learned and received and heard and noticed in me, do them and the God of peace will be with you. Today's gospel lesson comes from Matthew, chapter 6, verses 25 through 34. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you by worrying can add a single hour to your span of life? And why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not clothed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? Therefore, do not worry, saying, what will we eat, or what will we drink, or what will we wear? For it is the Gentiles who seek all these things. And indeed, your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring worries of its own. Today's trouble is enough for today. The word of God for the people of God. Thank you, Lisa. Jeannie and I were driving a while back, and we were going down the highway at 65 miles an hour. We never speed, never. But, uh, so, but well, while we were driving, I was driving, she was riding along, she was doing some paperwork, and, and, and all of a sudden she noticed there was this little lime green inchworm that was inching its way across some papers that she had. It's just as cute as could be. I said, squash it. She said, no, it's one of God's little creatures. I said, get rid of it. And she said, we can't. Okay. So uh, I, I reached down and grabbed it. There's a little sticky note there. I said, just put it on the sticky note. And so we put it on the sticky note. We watched it walk along the very edge of the sticky note. It'd get to the corner, we'd turn it, and it'd walk to the next corner. And then we'd turn it, and it'd walk to the next corner. That was pretty cool. A little bit distracting. Oh, yes, we are driving down the highway. <laughs> <clears throat> this little thing not even realizing is going down the highway at 65 miles an hour. And uh, <clears throat> it kind of depends on how you look at it, isn't it? Anyway, so uh, I, I take the little sticky note and I just put it up on the dash. I say, well, we can watch it. It's okay. It won't get away. It won't run very fast. And so uh, uh, we were just kind of watching that little inchworm. I thought, oh, this, this is pretty cool. You know, there ought to be a sermon in this somewhere. You got to watch out. Pastors are have a warped uh, sense of humor, and and uh, Jeannie said, "Oh no, here we go again." 
<clears throat> then she said, well, I, I have a sermon idea. What about walking the straight and narrow? No, no. I think it'd be better walking the fine line of faith would be a better title. Depends on how you look at it, she said. And there could be a song here, too, I said. Well, what about uh, one inch at a time, sweet Jesus, through life's tempestuous path? No, she said, no. How about a poem? Ode to an inchworm. I think that I shall never see an inchworm as lovely as thee. I said, no, I like the song better. Kind of all depends on how you look at it. Well, we enjoyed watching that. It's just a little fun little thing. Well, the little thing got, it got, got courageous and actually stepped off of the sticky note onto the actual dash itself. And there it was, little lime green inchworm moving across. You can picture this, can't you? You've all had an inchworm crawl across the dash of your car. And it got a little too close to the edge. And it slipped and it fell off. Well, now, to stay awake, I often have a little cereal box of frosted mini-wheats that's sitting right there on the floor, and I can reach down and grab one to munch on. And guess where it fell? (laughs) And my wife says, I'm not eating any more of that cereal. I said, hon, depends how you look at it. Just just consider it a little extra protein. She said, but you don't know which ones it's touched. And I said, don't worry, we got strawberries at home, we'll just mix in some strawberries, you'll never know the difference. It all depends on how you look at it. And and, and in a way, that's what life is, and that's what this week calls us to do, and that is to um, consider which way we need to look at things. I thought to help you out a little bit, I gave each one of you one of these uh, little four by six cards with a golf pencil on there. And if you can keep the golf pencil, they make good stocking stuffers. Uh, so uh, if you need something for everyone. Now, here's what I'd like to, to do. I'd like to divide the sanctuary right down the middle aisle. This makes it easy. And uh, everybody on the east side, I'd like for you to start writing some things that you are grateful for. You take the optimistic approach. You might have some saints in your life that you would like to note. Now, this side, I'd like for you to furrow your brow and scrunch up your face a little bit and be a little bit grumpy, grumpy, grumpy. Uh, Now, for you, it's the attitude of gratitude. And for you, it's the attitude of maditude. That's what I call it. There's so much madness in our world today. So I'd like you to write something down that's disgusting. Disgusting. That you are disgusted about. That you are angry about. That um, you can't stand. So that's what I'd like for you to do. And just do that a little bit and we'll, we'll see uh, what, what happens here. You know, it's kind of like... Um, For you over here, the glass is half full. For you over there, the glass is half empty. For you, you're kind of like little Cindy Lou Who. And for you, you're kind of like the Grinch. You're grateful. You're grumpy. That's right. You make a list of saints, you make the list of hypocrites. Now, you can look around the sanctuary, and I'm sure you'll be able to find some. Make a list of hypocrites. You can list people who build you up, and you can list people who let you down. Pat, you don't look excited about this. You're thinking, you're having to think pretty hard, aren't you? Because that's not the kind of person you are. I know you well enough that the first thought on your mind is not grumpy, 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 but how can I make the best of this situation? Now, life can get us down at times, but um, I I think uh, here at Aldersgate, we have a pretty good track record of looking at the brighter side. How many of you are having trouble getting your list together and wish you were over here? Uh, Okay, all right. How many of you are having trouble getting your list together and wish you were over here? Oh, <laughs> got some high school students. All right, feel free to move if you want to. Yeah, 
Yeah, it, it, it can be hard, especially when we seek to cultivate the attitude of gratitude. You know, when the Apostle Paul, in every one of his letters to the churches that are included in the New Testament, he's always encouraging his people to look at the better way. In, in Corinthians chapter 13, it's the more excellent way. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrong, but rejoices in the right. And so when we seek to read those time and time again, it's a little hard to come up with grumpy, grumpy, grumpy. Now, there's always some grumpy people in your life, and you don't need those. I give you permission now to stay away from grumpy people. You don't need them. Now, if you have some grumpies on your list, some disgusted things, <laughs> do you have a grumpy person in mind? Oh, yeah, you can do that. You can do that good. But I, I want you to uh, feel free, if you want to, to rip yours up. And then there are plenty in the baskets if you want to go get another one and write something down that you're grateful for, that you're thankful for, and that you're trying to turn the coin over to see the brighter side. Now, for you over here, I guess you could rip your card in half if you want to, but I would encourage you instead to take it home, put it up in a prominent place, and let it remind you throughout this week of the good things that you do have. You see, we can make decisions about how we want to live our lives. Even though bad things happen to us, life will come crashing around all of us. It's just a matter of time and place. But we can choose now how we plan to respond. Jesus wants us to be of good cheer because in the world we have tribulation. But be of good cheer, he said. I have overcome the world. He said, fear not, little flock. It's the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. He was willing to go to the wall to show you that more excellent way of love and grace. That's what we seek to cultivate. And may that be your gift this week. I encourage you to, to write down some of those things. And even if you're not sure it's in your heart, but to write down some things that you want to maybe get to at some point, that your home may be a haven of blessing, a place of peace, and that our church, we will continue to cultivate those higher qualities that bring a smile to people's faces and lift one another up when life crashes around us. Yeah, that's what it is. It's not a matitude. It's cultivating an attitude of gratitude. That's what it all, it's all about. Because our Lord wants the best for each one of us. You are worthy, and you deserve it. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, amen. Forgive us. He sped through that. <laughs> we love you. <sighs> Let us sing What a Friend We Have in Jesus.
As we come to our time of praying for the joys on our hearts and the concerns on our hearts, um, I need to let you all know that Nick Ahrens has passed away. Um, he died on November 17th. Uh, please be in prayer for his wife, Ruth Ann. Um, and when we know about funeral services, we will pass that information on to you. Now, um, please find a posture that is both holy and comfortable for you, uh, and we will go to God in prayer. Loving Creator, out of your abundant love, you made us. You've given us everything that we need. And yet, God, I will confess, for myself at least, at times it's easy to be greedy. It's easy to see what I don't have. It's easy to ignore the ways you have provided for me, the ways you have prepared the path for me to follow. God, turn our hearts to, toward you turn our hearts toward the good happening all around us. Gratitude is not about ignoring things that are wrong. Gratitude is tapping into your activity amidst us and among us. Gratitude happens when we look and see how you are at work in our lives and in our communities. Gratitude is something we choose as we choose to see how in all circumstances you are present and you are with us, wrapping your arms around us. God, we know you are especially close to the brokenhearted we ask that you draw near to our friends and family who are struggling. We ask specific prayers for Lisa Glover, Pat Dillon, Aaron McMillan, Judy Luckert, Ken Schner, Imal Sherlacker, Mason Lee, Jerry Jackson, Jean Bilyeu, Ruth Ann Arends, Willie Holtgren, and Lane Anderson, or Landon Anderson, excuse me. God, you know the prayers that are on our hearts. You know the prayers that we dare not even admit to ourselves. Draw us close to you in this season of gratitude. Wrap us in your arms. Remind us that you are present in all circumstances. Even when we may not sense you or feel you, you are always there. And now, as your children, let us pray the prayer that Christ taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation and deliver us from evil. Thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. If you would, please stand in body or in spirit as we sing of God's grace, Blessed Assurance. Blessed Assurance. to invite you to be seated for just a moment because I need to talk to you about something. Um, th this is always a hard moment for clergy in the United Methodist Church. I've done it many times when I've uh, announced to a congregation that I'm moving to another church. Um, and, but I need to announce to you that I'm retiring. And I'm going to retire July 1 uh, at the uh, end of the conference year. I'll be 66 in May, and I will have served 47 and a half years uh, under Episcopal appointment. This is so bittersweet because I couldn't have had a better church to serve than Aldersgate. Uh, I knew it would be a dream come true when I was appointed here in 2014. I knew about this church. And when I uh, was given the opportunity to serve here by our bishop, uh, I was so eternally grateful. And uh, you have been all of that, uh, truly a place of warm hearts and active hands. We've been through a lot. Uh, things happen, um, but also good things happen. And um, you have, as a congregation, a very bright future. I couldn't have asked for a better staff to work with now, and a better congregation than you all. And so that's what makes it bittersweet, because I'm not mad. It would be a lot easier if I was angry at somebody, or you were angry at me. Um, Maria said, well, we could figure that out, right, if we need to. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I think that would be impossible. I'll tell you what, I, I, I get to work with a dream team, uh, if there ever is one. But um, uh, after 47 years, it, it's time. It's time. And um, that's what I have to say. And so uh, I'm working with the uh, Staff Parish Relations Committee. Uh, that's part of what happens as a next step to uh, work with them uh, and, and as they build a profile of the congregation. And one of the reasons we announced it at this juncture, rather than waiting till March, is uh, so that you'll have adequate time to put together a congregational profile uh, and work with the, the bishop, which is a new bishop who starts in a couple of weeks, 
uh, Bishop David um, um, will, will see, uh, will be starting. And um, Mitch Reese, our district superintendent, uh, will be working with the staff parish and, and finding suitable leadership. When I was introduced to the congregation in 2014, it uh, happened to be on bingo night. Uh, the last was at the last Friday in uh, January of that year. And so uh, my reason for uh, working on this now is so that you can have every ample opportunity to have the best possible leadership in this congregation because you deserve it. And um, so it, it could very well be that by the end of January or the first part of February, you would know who would be serving this congregation. Uh, I can say this, maybe I should say this, um, Pastor Maria is sticking around, and uh, Pastor Daniel has requested to stay, and so that's uh, what, yes, he, <clears throat> he will hear that on the live stream, he's got the Sunday off, he's with family doing some Thanksgiving stuff, um, but uh, I, I truly uh, trust that he will be able to stay and help in the transition period. I love you all. Um, so this is bittersweet. This is our church, um, my wife's church, um, my son's church, our uh, family's church. And so um, you're not kicking us out, that's for sure. We'll be around, and I'll have to be around in the shadows for a while to give the new person ample opportunity to succeed, and that's a part of our collegiality. But I will uh, do my best to finish strong and to help you lay the foundation you need for uh, an extremely successful future like you've had in the past. Anyway, yeah. So friends, as you go from this place, Go in the strength of the Lord Jesus Christ, remembering that happiness is a journey and not a destination. Go and bear witness to the truth of God's word until everyone is saved. Practice responsible citizenship until everyone is free. Go paint the world beautiful with the brushstrokes of your faithful service. And then go work like you don't need the money. Study like you don't need the grades. Dance like no one is watching. And love like you've never been hurt. And may the peace of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be your everlasting gift. Amen.